next week we got people in the house here today same old folks we got price rugel in the house here pete what's up yes we got jared over here on the other side he's over here on the other side <laughs> and then trey where you at i'm over here okay cool we got trey in the room as well all right look this is the get your guy podcast so today we're going to be talking about all the guys that we're trying to get you know whether they be off the wire whether they be via trade guys that we just want to get in our lineups as soon as possible so Without further ado, I think we should just kind of lean right into it, unless we got some breaking news. P, do we have any breaking news at the moment? Uh, it's been pretty quiet today, man. Let's just let's get into the segment. Oh, what, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm looking at my TV right now. Breaking news. Big Ten announced <laughs> the statement of football season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Notre Dame's already played a game. We're good. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> so new to the 49ers, nothing? No. No fantasy relevance from this Niner fan. Yeah, we'll have to prove it. Yeah, yeah, pretty sad, pretty sad. So I'm not falling for him again, though. So uh, let's get to the get your guys. And I know uh, I want to start with Trey because I always like his guys. I tend to follow his lead. So, Trey, let's talk about some of your guys you're trying to get at this week. Yeah, one of my guys I'm getting, uh, it's one I'm uh, targeting in trades because he's already gotten everywhere. He's not going to be on any waiver wire. Uh, but his name is Will Fuller. Um, yes, I'm a Texan fan. Yes, I like Will Fuller. But uh, if you really break down the numbers and look at it, um, he ran more routes than anyone, had more more targets than anyone, and he wasn't just a downfield stretcher. He actually caught possession-type catches. He was really uh, a DeAndre Hopkins role, but he still has the big play um, potential to hit the big plays as well down on the home runs. And it was just a – Kansas City was a really good defense, um, and I think he's going to hit some big plays later on. But if, if worst-case scenario, you get you know eight, nine catches um, and 60 to 100 yards without a touchdown, then uh, I'll eat that up all day. Uh, he's had a great rookie year. He had a great second year starting out until he got injured. Um, he was the only guy to have over 50 points last year um, in, a, in one game. Yeah, so the, that's what I was getting to. That was the whole knock on him was he just can't stay healthy. But here's the thing, man. He's now 26, um, and there's a little parallel, parallel between him and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had a really good rookie year, kind of got hurt his second and third year, and then he and then everyone thought he was trash and washed, and all of a sudden Keenan Allen broke out his fourth and fifth year. And so at 26, you become a man. Your body changes a little bit. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe 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 the 10 to 15 pounds he had in an offseason with the hamstring uh, exercises will actually keep him healthy. But uh, he's a little thicker. He's a little stronger. Um but, uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot, and I'm going to go try to trade for him in the leagues I don't own him. I own him in two out of, two of my four leagues, but I will be making offers to try to get him. We're always going to be playing from behind. Our secondary still looks like shit, um, and I think Will Fuller is by far going to get all the targets. Deshaun Watson clearly has chemistry with him way over everyone else. Uh, the other two, guy are, two guys are new, Cooks and Cobb, so they're going to take a little while to get going. And he's always targeted Fuller when healthy, you know, rookie year, second year. Because because uh, there's some folks who naturally who might be hearing you, you know, maybe they're in leagues with you, so they're going to use that against you. But let's say for the people yep. who are in other leagues, and maybe they're going to take your tip here with Will Fuller. At this point, though, when you're saying you want to get him, are you viewing him like he's going to be a solid wide receiver too? Or are you looking for more for him to put him in your lineup at that flex spot? Well, see, that's why that's why I'm real aggressive early in the year. Uh, early in the year, uh, I think you could he's he's con- he's perceived as a wide receiver two or three right now. But he has wide receiver one potential. Um, I think I think he fit, might have finished wide receiver one last week. Will full of it. <laughs> exactly. but, uh, yeah, no, I think he has potential to finish wide receiver one. So that's why you go do the trade now. Is you basically get him by as, low. yeah by low before he does this again. 
uh, with a touchdown because he did all this without a touchdown. He even had a drop on the first play of the game. It was about a 30-yard kind of uh, out route, uh, and he dropped it. So he would have had 140 yards if he would have got that. So, um, yeah, it's one of those deals where I think his, his upside is so high that he could be a receiver one. Worst case scenario, receiver three if he stays healthy. So if you trade for him and he doesn't do anything you know, you're giving up something similar to receiver three territory. So it's just kind of a wash, but the upside's uh, undoubtedly what you're paying up for. So I love them. You are my number one guy. You would only give up a wide receiver three. Yeah, I would actually give up a right receiver two for him because I think he's going to hit, hit, hit right receiver one. So I'm willing to pay that gamble on him um, because I think worst case scenario, he's going to finish right receiver two if he stays healthy. You know, I was kind of being generous by saying three, but I would actually trade a receiver two right now because I think he's a receiver two right now, Will Fuller, and uh, betting on him that he's going to actually get the Hopkins role, the possession catches. He catches very good at traffic, man. He's not just a speed receiver. He got uh, he got uh, uh, Kaiser drafted in the NFL because he was so good at Notre Dame. I mean, Kaiser was a second round pick, and he's garbage. And so he, he's he's a talent. He's just never stayed healthy and. I think now he's got the size, uh, the weight put on, and he's got the hamstring, um, the the yoga and all the stretching he's been doing to kind of keep the hamstrings in shape. So I think this is a year where you actually get you get the payoff. Well, tell me, give, give me a fuller. You wish you had, <laughs> had Adam so he could trade you right now. Yeah, I got him in two of my four leagues. So it's not enough. Hard. I was going to say you didn't not have enough. them already in all of them. <laughs> Well, it's hard to know what the, what his role is going to be when Hopkins leaves, and it looks like he can uh, he can handle the the target load. Well, hey, throw in one more guy here before we go to somebody else here. I know you got another guy up your sleeve there. Who's one more folks should be looking out for? Yeah, another guy I'm going to go out and target. Um, try to get him on my roster. Uh, I own him in one league already, um, but I try to go get him on the other three if the offer was right. Would be Kareem Hunt. Uh, I really think highly of this guy. I think. Uh, you know, as a rookie, he, he flashed so hard and, you know, stupid mistake, uh, moves to another team, Chubb's the shit. We all get it. Uh, the metrics had Chubb as the best pure running back as a runner last year, not catching or doing anything else, but just running. And so the whole, you know, narrative was, well, Hunt's going to get 30%, 30%. Well, in reality, Hunt might be a better running back than Chubb. Uh, he's more versatile than Chubb. Um, and you always want the guy out there that can do a three down back kind of roles so you don't know if he's running or passing uh to him and you kind of keep the defense off on their toes uh and when you have chubb back there it's kind of like all right you know what's coming um so i like well, Hunt gonna, a lot that's gonna I be a high Baker, price i gotta believe right i mean because whoever well, got I, him got him for a good value i've got to believe in their draft that hands is so hot right now yeah the theory i have in this one jay is that uh they're going to really pull back Baker's uh, passing attempts. Uh, they're going to lean on their defense, which is really good, and they're going to lean on the run. They let Baker try to throw way too much the first game. It showed out. So I really believe no, that. I, I'm with you. Well, I like Kareem. I'm just asking, yeah. but do you think it's going to be a high price to get him is my question. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to pay you know, a receiver two type of price for him. But I think with his – he has so many options catching out of the backfield, running on positive game script – that he's, that he's he's safe. He's safe. And so I would actually pay a receiver uh, running back two for him um, just to try to get closer towards the tier of running back one. I, I don't know right. if he's going to be able to hit the running back one workload, but right now he's kind of valued as a uh, low-end re- running back two, high-end re- running back three, and I think he can hit high-end running back two um, and get closer to running back one status. And so he's a guy I would try to go out and try to get um, just because I, I don't believe in Baker. And I think uh, Stavansky is going to run the ball even more and they're going to lean on both those backs. And if Chubb fumbles again, watch out. I mean, it could be. Does anybody line. else in here have Kareem Hunt stock right now that they would be willing to trade away? Or I want to hear that other side if somebody owns him. I, I wish I did. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So. What's, what's the usage there, you know, between between him and Chubb, you know? It was basically 50-50. Yeah, yeah it was 50-50. Yeah. And once Chubb fumbled, yeah. it was Hunt the rest of the way. So, But right. even, after, even after the fumble, I mean, I think uh, Hunt had two more touches. And so, and that was like halfway through the fourth or something. So, You mean I before mean, the it, fumble? It, it, you mean before, yeah, before the fumble? fumble yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like Hunt's more versatile and you don't show your hand when he's out there. So I think they actually might like them. And you can't just bring Hunt in – 
last year start him over Chubb off the get-go and Chubb had such a good rookie but, campaign and he's the new guy. So you have to work him in. And then eventually the cream rises the crop. I'm saying Hunt might have a pot- potential to overtake Chubb as the 60-40 guy. Yeah, he I'm has with that there. potential. I'm with and if there. he does, he's running back one. And you, you know. But oh. Trey, you kind of contradicted yourself, bro. Like you said, like Cleveland's got a good defense, but and uh, Baker was throwing so much. He was throwing so much because the fucking uh, Ravens put up yeah, like they, 34 yeah. points. They're not going to play the Ravens yeah, every week. Yeah, well, exactly. Like but but all I'm saying is, like, that's one game. So if it is a good defense and they do want to run more, that's going to be more 50-50 and chub. It's not going to lean more towards Hunt. Right, but I don't think they're going to be blowing teams out. They're going to be basically in a in a, in a competitive. And if they're game. and if they're not and if they're, and if they're in a competitive game, it's because going to stay more towards Chubb. That's what you think, yeah. And yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. they might want to. They want to. His guy more is Kareem. Yeah, my guy's Kareem. I just think he's going to cost too much to get. To get, you know, is my concern. Yeah, and the way I would look at it was, uh, you're banking on him getting a fifty-fifty split. Worst case, and your and your and your banking upside is that he actually might take over as the lead sure. guy. But I'm trying to put myself in the position of whoever owns him. They probably got him dirt cheap. They probably got him as their third running back, unless they went like high wide receiver early in their draft. And so I've got to believe they like him and they feel very happy with him. And they probably don't want to trade him away unless it's a great deal. So, I, you know, I don't know that 100. percent But the, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes. You know how I would unless, feel. And if it's a running back three, you offer them a running back two for their running back three. You know, that's where I would that's what I would do. Yeah. All right. I hey, would Pete. just want to pair them all the time. Pete, yeah. tell us one of your guys over there. Who's one of your guys you're trying to get at? Uh well, I'll tell you first about a couple guys that I actually got, and that was over the waiver wire last night. I woke up to a couple pieces of good news. One was uh Naheem Hines in my dynasty league. I uh oh. Yeah, exactly. I, I up for him though, man. I uh, uh, yesterday on the pod I talked about how I'd do thirty to thirty-five percent, but that was in a redraft. In dynasty, the guys coming off the waiver wire are few and far between. So I felt the caliber of Naheem Hines needed to be spent up for, and I had the team that I felt like I wouldn't need any of anybody else if I got Hines. So I spent eighty-eight dollars right. on him. I really went all out to make sure the next closest bid was sixty-seven. So I felt like it was. You know, not not only twenty one dollars wasted, but it was more than enough to get my guy, which was really important. So I was happy about that. Also, I picked up Malcolm Brown in my PPR league. That's a league that I drafted Cam Akers, so I was kind of disappointed to see his usage week one. So to kind of correct that error, I uh, went and picked up Malcolm Brown to uh, to get that Rams backfield on lockdown. So I was happy with my waivers coming through. It's good to get your guys, but. By the way, that's a great point you talk about in Dynasty that you raised that fab because at that point, I'm sure you felt like your roster was secure enough that he's more of just added depth at that point. Exactly, exactly. And it's almost almost like playing defense because I wanted to keep him away from some of my competitors, you know? Like if some of the other top teams added him and he does turn into Austin Eckler part two, then, you know, that's something that I don't want to have to face, you know, later in the season, so – not only did I uh, add to my team, but I also took something away from someone else's possibly. So I felt pretty good about it, you know. And uh, like I said, you know, dynasty is few and far between. It's not going to come around that often to where there's a guy that can really, really contribute. And I'm just – I'm happy with it, man. It was uh, it was money well spent in my opinion. Anybody here got an issue with P going after Hines so hardcore like that? No, I was the guy who bid sixty-seven that he outbid. So <laughs> I was I was really upset. It, P P threw the reverse on me. I I'm normally the guy barely edging him out week one. Gave you the uh, Yeah, he did in a couple leagues and a couple guys actually. And uh, I was going to make that one point is that if you're listening out there, uh, week one, if you see someone you like and you really really feel good about it in the situation, like don't don't be scared to to splash the cash on him and go out and make a move because. The waiver wire slims up real quick throughout the year, and then it kind of reopens up back again. So my theory is I try to – if I see someone I like, I target them, and if, especially if they, I feel like it's a difference maker for my team. That's the big thing. If you feel like he's just going to blend in and you know not make a difference, then whatever. But like Hines, I felt was going to be a difference maker for my oh, yeah. team. So oh, yeah. I almost clicked the button for 100. That's how much I wanted him in that particular league. But I've never done that before. 
and I didn't feel like no one else was going to shoot that high. So I, I felt I was going to get him at 67. Well, going all in, right, in poker, yeah. right? You're like, put it all right. in right here. <laughs> and, I, and I got cocky and greedy because I wanted to save that $33, and I paid the price because I, I would have really – I would have taken him for a hundred bucks this year in dynasty. Cause I don't, my team's so deep. I don't really see how I'd pick up other players later on in the year, but you never know. So maybe me saving I'm starting them over rugs this week. Exactly, man. That's he, not a bad play at all. Going forward for most, for most formats, even in the standard league, I think he's, uh, he's going to be pretty damn off. I'll talk about him more later, but the yeah. one, my main guy that my number one guy that I really want to focus is on. number one. Exactly. And this, uh, everything just fell into place. You. <laughs> Oh, my number one guy. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, my argument here is that if Marlon Mack got hurt, if there was a preseason and Marlon Mack got hurt in preseason, Jonathan Taylor would have been a top 12 pick. So now all of a sudden, the guy that most of us drafted in this, uh, some some in the second, but usually in the third round, I got him in the third round of a PPR league. Now all of a sudden, he's got the potential to be a top 12 guy, maybe even top five guy, because Philip Rivers is going to use him in the passing game. That's what everyone was talking about, was to see if Jonathan Taylor would get some receiving as well as his elite rushing ability. So we got the offensive line. we got Philip Rivers dumping down. I think it's wheels up, and Jonathan Taylor, the sky's the limit, man. He's just – he's I'm, – I'm so excited to at least have him in one league, and I'm going to – you know, if if – if I was to trade for him, you'd have to offer something that's, you know, a late first round type of pick, you know, someone like a Josh Jacobs, like a Miles Sanders. like. Oh, a, now would you, though? Would you oh, trade a Josh Jacobs for a Jonathan Taylor? I think uh, in a redraft. Or, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, redraft. You know, kind of capitalize on that week one that Josh Jacobs just had. So that, that wouldn't be a bad trade, in my opinion, especially in a Ooh, I think yeah. Taylor. Taylor's I know PPR someone who like, has him in a couple of yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it's First a big name big Jay, guy. last name. He's yes. leaped over Chubb, he's leaped <laughs> over Aaron Jones, he's leaped over quite a few guys in my opinion. So it's well, uh, you, impressive and it's 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 fun to see what's gonna happen. If you think you gotta pay a lot for Hunt, you know, get ready to pay for uh for old Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Exactly. See ya. Yeah. I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler, that's for sure. <laughs> well, at least with the hunt uh, angle, you could be like, Chubb fumbled, and that's the only reason he got the carries. You know, you could p- kind of play that card if you were sneaky. But, uh, but I love Taylor. I love Taylor. I would trade. I would trade. Two producers on that team, I believe, is Hines and Taylor. So yeah, that's, that's all that offense is going to be about is those running backs and likely some Paris Campbell, who we'll likely mention later on as well. Is he baby Saquon and he's better than Saquon? You know how they used to call Harold Miner baby Jordan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's better than Melvin Gordon. <laughs> you know, if if, uh, if uh, Naheem Hines is, you know, Austin Eckler light, then I think yeah. Taylor's a, a better, you know, more athletic version and faster version. <laughs> well, Melvin well, Taylor has a much better O-line than Saquon, too, exactly. you know. Exactly. Yes. Well, Jared, Jared, let's, let's talk about – I'm sorry, Pete. No, 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 go right ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah, Jared. Let's hear. Let's hear about one of these big Papa Bear boys right over here. Other than a bear, who's one of your guys? Call me now for your free reading. My waiver wire guy this week is Parrish Campbell. Um, kind of pissed at myself for not having him on enough of my leagues already. I did like him going into this this year, but just didn't pull the trigger enough. Is there a Colts uh, theme here? Are we a get your guy Colts show now? What's hey, going on? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. live yeah, I think from so. Indianapolis. <laughs> it's it's a, it's amazing when you get the damn quarterback in there. Even the quarterback, he's, he's, yeah. good, he's good for he's good for fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Winston. <laughs> Rivers, yeah, exactly. Rivers is going to put your team in a hole and try and dig you out of it, and it's going to be a lot of running back targets. Yeah, yeah. but Not a lot uh, of no. out. Yeah, it's, it's the most mysterious. They're the most mysterious fantasy team for sure. And Definitely. he'll, but uh, Campbell's going to play out of the slot a lot, which you, we all know Rivers likes to go over the middle. We we kind of touched on this yesterday. And and this pickup really is also for this week. I mean, you can plug him in as a wide receiver three easy this week against Minnesota. Uh, that they're, uh, if you don't know already, their secondary is very young, being rebuilt on the fly. You saw what um, Rodgers did. I mean, yes, Rodgers and Rivers aren't, you know, different stratospheres. But um, still, Rodgers lit them up. If you remember what Rodgers looked like last year, he wasn't exactly lighting everyone up. And I'm no, just kind of no, thinking yeah. that, you know, Minnesota's – it's not your – it's not the past couple of years Minnesota defense. 
Just let me tell you that. So yeah, I think a lot of people uh, were surprised. I think Campbell's going to eat this week. Yeah, it's a good defense to target. Yeah, get your chunky soup out. Yeah, man. So it's right actually here. it's actually also really really good DFS play. Yeah, I think everybody likes Campbell also here, right? We're all on on board with him. Uh, yeah. What if you got? Would you trade for him, bitch? Would I trade for him? Mm, I, it it depends. Yeah, like more if, of a waiver pickup for you. Right, more of a waiver. I it's funny. Uh, I spent I bid twenty two bucks on him, and then if if you go back and listen, kids, to the first episode of this podcast, <laughs> uh, yeah. you'll know that uh, Trey said I didn't want any wide receiver of the Colts this year, and I said, "Oh, mm-hmm. what about Paris Campbell?" He said, "No." <laughs> but you got to go back and listen to that minute forty nine. <laughs> And Is that then, before uh, week one? Yeah, it was before week one. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, you said you said he was hurt. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's hurt. Well, I had to go back and look. He had a uh, he was on concussion protocol like three weeks before. That's so, what it was. Okay. Well, now yeah. I I heard great things about Paris as a rookie, but you know, heard all year, never saw it, and so it's kind of one of those things. I was just like, shit, Philip Rivers there, and I don't want anything to do with T.Y. Hilton or Jack Doyle. So I was like. You know, Paris Campbell sounds right. nice. It sounds right, but I I don't know if he could. I never seen it. I need to see it. Hasn't stayed healthy, and so nine targets. He had the same as T. Y. Hilton with nine, right. but he caught six for seventy one, and uh, he definitely looked a lot quicker. And, and he apart. got and and he got an end around. Oh, he got a carry. Yeah, he, I see that yeah, one for nine carry. yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but as far as trading for him, I mean, if you're like loaded at what uh, at running back and. You know, desperate at wide receiver. Yeah, you know, might want to do something like that. But you're out of a bench running back for him, though. I guess. Right, right. If he can dupe someone. <laughs> and that's the thing with these trade offers, guys. You gotta like. I know you think like, oh, well, how are you gonna get Fuller? How are you gonna get Hunt? You gotta get creative. You know, you gotta get real creative. Start low. Start the conversation, and then start tweaking it up. Start turning the knobs a little bit. And hopefully find a sweet spot where you meet in the middle. But don't ever do a deal if it doesn't make sense for your team to get well, better when and, it's done. So. Fill a hole for the other team, right? Look at the other team's roster. See where they're weak at and try to right. fill a hole for them so you make it easy for them, right? Right. So, like, for Hunt, if you want to run, uh, you want him as a running back two from three to two, then you probably got to give up a high receiver two, you know, for a team that needs a receiver two. So, y'all basically flip-flop a receiver for a running back and help each other out. Oh, I or, forgot yeah, then I, my story why I thought Trey thought it was funny. Because he ended up paying like 35 for him. There you go. I was waiting for that. I forgot about the fucking punchline. Yeah, and that yeah. goes back to your eyeballs. If you see something that catches your eye, like last year I saw McLaurin, I got him in all the, all the leagues I could. I spent $33, $37. And, you know, you, if you feel like he is someone that you could use, you go after him and spend the money and – you can't wait around week two. He's going to be you gone. play to win the game. And to be yeah. fair, I had him in MFL last year, but keep going. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, Jared, you're up. So keep going, Jared. Uh, well, that was my only uh, get no your more guy guys? waiver. Well, I mean, I got guys, but I thought we were just doing a like a get your guy. And now yes. I was going to go to like starting your guys. Okay, well, get, get us. Go. Yeah, you oh, got a couple. Okay. Throw one out. All right. Well, um, so this was so the next couple of guys I got. This is more for DFS lineups. Um, I really like Josh Allen this week. I mean, because I don't know Who's if you're playing against. Uh, he is Miami. going against Miami. So we saw what Cam did last week against Miami. Miami does have good corners, which kind of is kind of concerning. Um, but the rushing, but, right? But the rushing. You got the rushing. You saw what I mean. I think he. Is just as good as Cam right now, as far as rushing goes. Yeah. Um, and he's still going to throw. Like what really impressed me last week was the coaching. Um, even though that they were up most of the game, well, basically all the game, he still threw the ball forty six fucking times at seventy eight percent. So, and he was still running at. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, he didn't throw at seven. Uh, Cam threw at seventy eight percent against Miami, but. Um, he was still in the 70s. He was in the low 70s. But, uh, yeah, love Josh Allen this week in, uh, to start in your DFS lineups. Um, and one more guy for DFS, I would put him in all of my lineups, and I would base 
everything around around him because it's Devonte Adams. You're paying number one uh, prize for him. It, it's some it's of that icons. consensus chalk. Do what? Some of that consensus chalk. What's consensus chalk? Yeah, it's, is it? Would that not be the consensus pick, Devonte Adams? Did he blow yeah. up over uh, everybody all week? Well, no, he did. But what I'm saying he's going to do it again. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's going up a, against um, Detroit this week, which, if you don't know, they were already down their first-round pick, uh, a corner, uh, going into uh, last week. And then they lost two more corners during the game last week. That's and when Mitchell if, took off. Uh, yeah, and then they – well, they also started playing man against him at the end, and he always – He's good against man, sucks against zone. Don't know why they did that. They knew that. Especially man right. against backups. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, do what you can you to, know to adjust your lineup around Devontae Adams this week. You won't be sorry. Josh Allen was 33 of 46 last week. So, Because I'm a genius. High completion, that because he is dumping down to Zach Malson Singletary. Uh, they each got uh, – one got five catches, one got three. Uh, Stefan Diggs, everything was around eight to nine, ten yards deep. So real uh, short, sweet, precise. Uh, I didn't throw deep a lot, Josh Allen. Word. Well, Pat, I got a guy, Pat, but before I get into my guy, I figured I'd just toss it over. You happen to have a guy you want to throw out there you're liking coming in? Uh, a guy outside of, like, the top 20? You, you're sure, saying something? Yeah. Any, yeah. yeah. Who you, who I'll tell you a guy that's on my bench. Let me pull up my little lineup here. Like, I don't know who I have. I only have two teams. <laughs> You're two teams. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to go with – so my, my thing was, and I mentioned it earlier, was Himes ver- Hines versus Ruggs, which we were talking about. So yeah. Ruggs um, had the kind of a flash, kind of like all the rookie receivers did this uh, this past week. You know, a pre-season. lot of – Yeah, the, 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 what we're calling preseason week one. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of my, in the most fun league, uh, kind of, uh, lineup question for myself was, uh, Heinz, uh, and of course I'm going with Heinz cause you know, everybody's saying he's the, he's the new Instagram, <laughs> uh, Mr. Muscles, uh, Austin flexy. Eckler. Yeah. He's flexy, sexy guy. So, uh, he's in the flex right now and, uh, Ruggs is on the bench, but I do like Ruggs going forward. I want to see a little bit, uh, more of it from the rookie ride receivers for all rookies. You know, I like to see. A little bit more. That's why I think a little, y'all are a little hot on Jonathan Taylor. I, I got to see it. I want to see it. I'm I'm a Stephen A. Smith type of. I want to see it type type of guy over here. But um, <laughs> Frank Wright's uh, gonna give yeah. it to you. He's gonna give it to you. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Rugs was my my question on uh, whether to uh, to start over over Hines. So yeah. Those rookie running backs usually pay off uh, right away, and those receivers usually don't come good towards halfway or yeah. the end of the year. You gotta so you gotta, gotta wait a little, a little bit more on yeah. chemistry, yeah. I guess, you know. I really yeah. like yep. Rugs, Pat, but I just don't know about the matchup this week. Uh my Saints really gonna gonna pressure yeah. old D car. That was the bigger Pat thing Pat. right there. Yeah. He's gonna Other. go maybe Lattimore's on his ass, so likely that's probably Other. yeah, that's probably a hard day at the office for him. Are they in New Orleans or are they playing over? No, they're opening up uh, the Vegas' new stadium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but the Saints do well indoor anyway. So. Oh, and Ruggs, night too, is, so we're going to show up. Is Ruggs okay? I, I saw him limp off. I thought maybe I was wrong. He He's not listed as questionable or anything, so yeah. he, okay. uh, I, I did uh, want to talk a little bit later. I know he's a, he's a start every week guy, but if we can get into Kittle and what's going on with him later, maybe, maybe later we can touch on him. But uh, for now, yeah, Ruggs was the guy uh, – you know, the, the on-the-fence guy that I had. He's not listed as questionable. So Yeah, I just looked it up. It looks like he's good. Yeah, I kind of got soured on that Raiders offense a little bit, but we'll see. I mean, definitely there's a lot of time, only one week. So they, I took, they had, Sorry, Jay, they traveled all the way west coast to east coast. This is one of the hardest trips of the week, especially in preseason week one. So a lot of people are kind of like, damn, they're surprised they even, you know, kind of hung in that game. Uh, one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they? They won. Yeah, but mo- most people are, are like, "Damn, uh, that was a that was a that was a tough matchup for them to go over there and do that and travel that far um, and go uh, two hours or what is it three hours time change, you know, backwards." So, 
Yeah, well, let me, uh, I want to throw in my one guy before we get to our little halftime kick here in a second. Uh, my one guy is a guy that I'd like to get, but I doubt that I'm going to get him just because everybody who listens to this is in the only two leagues that I'm in. So for anybody else out there, please, uh, you know, I'm a real big fan of getting Aaron Rodgers. I had him higher on my my board. I, I really wanted to move him up higher. I've been a fan of him, thinking this was kind of a motivation year. And granted, yeah, maybe they went against a weaker Vikings defense, but I'm just a fan of their schedule too. Like all of their next games are against the Lions, uh, the Saints and Falcons, which will be shootouts, the, the Buccaneers with Tom, you know, I mean, that'll be a shootout. Then the Texans, you know, then back to the Vikings again. So to me, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity for Aaron to kind of air it out. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what his schedule looks like later. Or Actually, I know I think the fantasy football playoffs, the schedule still looks friendly, you know. So, you know, I mean, why not if you sort of missed on your quarterback again, uh, if you punted on quarterback, I think Aaron Rodgers is somebody to, uh, to target if you can get him cheap. But I know I won't be able to get him cheap. So. I, I like that call, Jason. He looked different. He looked different. Yeah, motivated, I, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to lose his job anytime soon, but somehow he got motivated, I think, you know, so. Well, this is his FU year, as they say. Sure. No, I the like he's looked since Danica left him. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Big looks time. like he put, he put the scotch down, put the scotch down in the offseason and actually fucking did some training like Tom Brady for once. Yeah. Well, Five-yard outs every play, they're actually throwing the ball down the field. That was my main complaint last year is – the play calling was just god awful, and I a lot to do like Russell a Wilson. Lot, a lot of throws field, you know. Yeah, they let him. They let him open up. They said they they uh, they were throwing even a uh, double digits ahead. They were still throwing two out of three times. That's and, how you um, the game. You know, if you start yeah. running, well, you're going to lose. Their team will come back on you. You have to keep yeah. putting up. It's a new NFL. Yeah. Dude, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson might be the two biggest beneficiaries of a uh, change of uh, offensive philosophy. Yeah. I would, I would be trying to go trade for Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers if, exactly. if, if what you could. Year is it? Jesus, sorry, yeah. I already said to me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and close out. We're going to get into the uh, in the second half of the show. We'll talk about our flexes of the week coming up for this uh, for your lineups this coming week. But first. We'll get into our halftime segment with some guys that we're thinking about getting rid of our roster or maybe keeping. So we'll go ahead there now. All right, let's get these get out of here. Guys, get out, out of here. Get some out of here. That's it. I'm getting out of here. Violation. Man, get that out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And if you're excited, feel these nipples. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that awesome drop, Pat. I love it. All right. So for our halftime hit segment this week, people, we're going to do a do I like this guy still or should I get him the fuck off my team? So we're going to do yeah, we're going to do dump or keep quick one word answers from our analysts here. We got a we got a list of people who they drafted with high expectations, but might not be so good even after just week one. All right, guys, first guy we're going to go through is some running backs. We've got. Any Dolphins running back, that's Breida or Howard and Gaskin, anyone on your team right now? I'm dumping them all but Gaskins. I'm dumping. Keeping Howard. All right. I've got Carry one, one more week for Howard. Yeah, I see that. All right, Carry on Johnson. Adrian Peterson looks to stole his thunder. Does he deserve a spot on your roster? Which one, Carry on or AP? No, Carry on, of course. Carry on, no, dump. Carry on. I think I'd keep. Fuck him. All right. A couple more running backs. We've got Tevin Coleman. Was just just the air quality issue, or has Jarek McKinnon taken his spot? I agree with the latter. I would dump him. I would keep him, assuming he. I only had one Niner running back, right? So I'd keep him. <laughs> dump. All right. How about Leonard Fournette? Keep. Keep. You got to wait and see at least until he gets a little bit more than Rojo. I would keep him. All right. Last running back. How about James White? Didn't look very involved in the Pats offense. I'm Give him one more week. Guy. Yeah, I'm going to keep him at least one to two more weeks and just see what happens with, with Cam. It, it, it seems like they didn't have to really do much to move it, and they just kind of ran it with Cam a lot and pounded it. All right. We got some receivers here now. Nicole Hardman not very involved. What do we think? I keep him. I'm going to cut him. It's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. He's a hard man, right? Dump him. 
Yeah, I probably would do it. It's a tough, tough call, but I'd dump him too. How about Deshaun Jackson? Didn't perform week one. Keep dumping. I'm going to keep him. There's not a lot of weapons there. Yeah. All right. How about Christian Kirk? Is Christian Kirk the odd man out in Arizona? Dump. 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 All right. And how about Michael Pittman, the rookie? We're expecting to get some reps. Dump. Dump. Yeah, I'm dumping. Rookies just take too long. If they don't flash right away, I'm not holding on to them. Yeah, it looks like Paris Campbell's the clear winner in that in that uh, in that fight. All right, a couple tight ends to end it. How about Austin Hooper? Maybe a David Njoku's injury opens up some targets. Yeah, I'd keep him now. You know, yeah, you, for a couple of weeks. Have, yeah, yeah, you paid so much for him. You gotta have to at least watch him another week. It's tough having Baker to count on, though. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I was thinking. Yeah, I think I just, there's probably better options out there. Yeah, but the Ra- I'm just giving them the Ravens kind of like, all right, chalk it up. Ravens, move yeah. on. Let's see yeah, what you got. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm dumping. If, if I'm talking about the free agents wire, I'm dumping. I can yeah, go draft right in, people. Yeah. Look for someone better. Yeah. All right, and last, the Hall of Famer, Rob Gronkowski. I'm dumped. I'm going to keep Cut. him one more week. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm not going to dump him against the Saints defense. All right, good answers, people. That was your halftime hit segment. Keep him or dump him. Boom! Tough acting, tenactin'. Oh, yeah. Rolling into the next segment on the Get Your Guys Fantasy Football Podcast. Subscribe today. Flexing. Flexy Rexies. Sexy Rexies. He's flexing. Grossman. Sun's out, guns out. He's looking to flex them. I want to hear this, Trey. Who's your flex start of the week this week? Let's talk about flex, baby. <laughs> I got uh, I got Devin Singletary, man. I like this guy. I've liked him last year. I'm kind of upset. I didn't get him in any drafts this year, even though I really wanted him. The Zach Moss thing kind of scared me, even though I was all in on Singletary. Um, and, uh, yeah, he got uh, more rushes, more targets in the air. Um, Zach Moss had three goal line attempts, didn't get any of them in. So pretty much the way I look at it was uh, Zach Moss is uh, he's, a, he's a bigger, slower version of Singletary. So, yes, he might still get the goal line, but Singletary, in my opinion, is going to get, you know, 60 to 70 percent of everything else. So uh, and it looks like from what I tell is Josh Allen is literally turning into Cam Newton with the dump downs of Christian McCaffrey. He had seven targets to Singletary, which is a lot for a running back, especially when he's splitting 50 50 with another guy. Uh, he actually carried the ball, had 3.3 yards of carry versus Moss, 1.1. So definitely outshowed Moss. Moss just looked a little too heavy-footed for the NFL for me. Um, and Singletary does – he only runs a 4.640, but he has enough burst in between the tackles to make it happen. And I, I think uh, he's going to win out. And so he's also a guy I would – you know, I'd put him in, you know, in that guy I'd probably go trade for. You could probably get him for a good value and stick him on your bench – and uh, be that flex guy for the rest of the year. I really like to start running backs in my flex. So, you know, especially a a pass catching running back. So you kind of have, you know, positive gain script, negative gain script. You kind of have no outs of losing. You're good from ahead, good from behind. And uh, I really like Singletary against the the Dolphins this this week specifically. So he's my flex start of the week. My other one would be uh, Paris Campbell. He's gonna he's gonna eat. Uh, Rivers can't throw downfield. He's all about the slot. Uh, he got nine targets his first week. He caught seven of them. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's always gonna be seventy to ninety percent. Never fully healthy. Um, they're Jack Doyle didn't really give them nothing, and now they're down Marlon Mack. So now you know Taylor and Himes and Campbell look like it's gonna be the show. Uh, Pittman's not ready. And Phil likes to throw the ball a lot, um, and he doesn't hold back. He's very good at anticipation, throwing through the zones and waiting for that guy to come over, open up in the middle of the zone and just kind of hit him right in stride. And and I think Paris is with the 4-3 speed is really good after the catch. So uh, my two flex starts of the week would be Paris Campbell and Devin Singletary. You can also go trade for those guys as well because I think they're, they have green arrows going up next to their name. Boy, it's good. <laughs> those those guys are good, <laughs> and they and they're great flexes though because uh, one Singletary didn't really perform well, but you're kind of letting folks know like, hey, trust in him, trust in the process. He's going to come through in this next one. Yes. Going to the starting lineup, and and Campbell trust that it wasn't a fluke that he can continue this. So yes, put him in your starting lineup as well. So definitely great great flex options for sure. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, Jared, Jared, who who's your uh, you're going to flex some muscles for us? Which muscles are you flexing? 
Yeah, I'm bringing Flexi back with um, Anthony Miller. Um, I like that. Yeah. Starting Flexi. It's going to – yeah, I mean, this is going to be like a reoccurring theme throughout the year for me, you'll notice, is I just target bad – Bears. Bad, no, not bad Bears. Bad secondary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared, I was going to say, what, what about the rest of the consensus America that's saying, but Jared, you're a Bears fan. Like, can I trust <laughs> Anthony Miller? Can I trust him? Tell me. You can't trust him. I mean, Mitchie trusted him to win the game last year, didn't he? Threw it up there, and old sure. Anthony Miller went out and got it. Got him that time. He's good as he's athletic. No, yeah, he's, he's very athletic. Uh, his knock is sometimes he's not where he's supposed to be. Um, but apparently he, uh, you know, he got a, He took it more seriously this year, studied more, whatever, all that blah, blah, coach speak. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just kind of look at what uh, Juju did out of the flex last week against the Giants. I kind of looking f- hopefully for around the same same uh, output there. Uh, Juju. From the slot. From the slot. Exactly. They're both going to yeah. be out of the I mean, Juju's out of the slot. Miller's going to be out of the slot as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he. I don't. he's probably not going to get you two touchdowns. But, you know, I mean, Juju went six for six for 69 and two touchdowns. Then uh, Miller last week did get six targets as well, but he came down for four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, like I said, bad secondary in in New York there. So I'm really liking me uh, Anthony Miller this this week. And and Allen Robinson supposedly got his panties in a bunch, and so who knows what Trubisky is going to do with no, Allen Robinson? Panties, his panties came out of the bunch. Yeah, they did well, good. They now he can walk comfortably again. Yeah. Well, Tr- Trubisky might just prefer Miller a little bit more, like he did last week. It seemed like so. Yeah. Uh no. Well, well he started targeting. I mean, he still targeted Robinson nine times last. Nine week. times. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. he just so. hasn't not as effective or efficient. But uh, the the thing last week also was well. The thing that's also scary about Miller is I kind of touched on this on the last episode too is. The Bears are going to uh, – looks like they are going to run a lot more this year, especially out of 12 personnel. So that does take Miller off the field. But um, we'll see. I mean, he's, I think that New York can score enough where he'll have to be on the field for them to, to try to uh, stay with them. I, because, honestly, like – the run game kind of the run defense kind of scares me for Chicago right now. Watching Adrian Peterson do what he did, oh yeah, uh, ninety three yards on the Bears. I mean, after I mean losing Eddie yeah, Goldman to opt out was scary. I just didn't think it was going to be that bad. But uh, I mean, if Saquon can get going, it it could get ugly. The Bears are who we thought they were. Pete, yes, sir. You like those guys? Uh, I do. I do. I, I like the Singletary pick. I think he's got real elusiveness, and if they're in a positive game script, he could uh, start adding up carries and targets and start helping you out both ways. I like Anthony Miller. I've uh, One of the reasons I was lower on Allen Robinson was because uh, I liked Anthony Miller so much. I thought he deserved some more playing time. He's had issues with his shoulder the first uh, couple years of his career, and if he gets that worked out, I think he can stay on the field and really produce for your team. But If, uh, he, if he can be where he's supposed to be. Right, exactly. Yeah, apparently Jared doesn't like his positioning. We've got – we're going to give a little uh, kick kick in the rear to Naheem Hines. I think, uh, Pat, you know, you got you to gotta easily play this guy over Henry Ruggs. As, uh, yes. You have chosen wise. Exactly. Good job, Pat. Uh, but yeah, it showed itself on the field last week. I think he was, even before Marlon Mack went down, Naheem Hines had plenty of involvement uh, for the game. He had a 53% snap share. He uh, had seven carries and uh, four of them in the red zone. So you think he's kind of a small guy, but yeah, four red zone carries and two red zone targets. He had eight targets altogether, caught all eight of them, two total touchdowns last year, last week. So. Someone I'm I'm really excited to have in uh in my dynasty team. He's only five eight one ninety eight, but he runs he runs a four three eight. That's really elite speed, people. So kind of if he gets that little dump down from Rivers and no one's on that sideline, he could take it the entire way. So he's got breakout capability, I think. So ESPN, I saw had him ranked around thirtieth running back this week. I'd probably have him inside my top. Ooh. 
So yeah, yeah. that's a little yeah. weird. I was I was gonna say something like this might be the last week you can actually fit them into our segment outside top twenty. You know, because yeah, exactly, exactly. after after this week, I, I mean, I have a feeling he might crack that twenty. Well, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me add a note to your to your thing there, P, with ESPN, with putting him at the 30 spot. This is for everybody else out there who's listening. Like, pay no attention to those projections. You know, they're not always going to be right. So go ahead. They're never going to go out on a limb. Well, this is, people. this is what a projection is. It's the range of outcomes averaged. So yeah. that's what it is. They, they can't get bullish. They can't get scared. They literally say the best he can do is this. The worst they can do is this. And here's the, here's the average. They want to get everyone nine yeah. points. It's stupid. Yes, right nine know. points, right? Nine point five. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, the uh, the cherry on top with Hines though is the matchup. Jared mentioned earlier this Minnesota defense is really going to be one that we're going to be trying to target. You know? Yes, sir. Well, I dropped them. Yeah. Exactly. Like we're we're going to be trying to put our guys up against Minnesota, not only in the running backs, tight ends, receivers, quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a one of those things to where you're going to be glad to see that minnesota they're going to be lighted up in green likely on your screen because green means good matchup people so yeah naheem hines charge him up put him in your lineup i'm saying top 20 maybe top 15 him and taylor both. i think i think neheim is going in the title of this episode i think everybody's gonna walk no away shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna call it neheim all caps neheim socks <laughs> Yeah. Get your clothes. I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us another player, P. Tell us another player you got. All right. Another one is uh, my Saints, man. They're going to need someone to fill that void that Michael Thomas left they behind. Will. And uh, that's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's going to slide into that. Yes, yeah. And uh, the the matchup is really a lot better this week than it was last week. That Tampa defense, like I said yesterday, is a really tough one to go against. Another week into the preseason, the Saints are going to keep the ball rolling a little bit faster. And uh, going against the, the Raiders, we saw the Panthers didn't have any trouble scoring on the Raiders uh, over the weekend. So I think Emmanuel Sanders would be a great flex for you. He's Monday Night Football. Kind of like Naheem Hines, this might be the last time we get to talk about him as a flex because he might go into that top 20 with uh, with Michael Thomas being out. I'm guessing four to six weeks, people. It's going to be a long time on this high ankle sprain. Well, yeah, I, I have right. both of them in the most fun league, Hines and Sanders. There you go. And I was debating Sanders over Ruggs. Who, who are you taking as a as – a, Oh, yeah. Uh, as a start I, there. Yeah. Sanders getting in the end zone, I'm betting. Yeah, but wouldn't you go Hines over all three? Yeah. He's the running back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Hines is in yeah. there for sure. He's yeah, the name sure. of the episode. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Rugal. I'm wearing my high socks for sure. Yeah. When you come over to a new team and you have a new quarterback and you want to you wanna make that quarterback throw the ball to you more, you take a, what was it, about a 10 to 12-yard out route that yeah. all Drew Brees could really throw, and then you'll get, a, you'll get his ass a touchdown, you know, and sure. – and, uh, too. He, that guy tried to rip his head off, and he still got in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That'll make Drew uh, look at him a little bit more. I, I have a feeling over Traquan. If you do, if, you know, he made he made his quarterback look good right there. Yeah. And he, like a, a deep, deep sleeper could be Traquan, and also I wouldn't be scared about putting Jared Cook in your flex if you have him as a backup tight end. He could be. That's a, a good call. That's where I was going to go with it. That's where I thought that the that the Saints were going to make up was with would be with Cook. But yeah, he's like a deep option. Weirdly enough, is a tight end's a guy that goes deep for us, so we'll see. Yeah, because only Drew Brees can throw deep over the middle because his arm's not strong enough to get it on the outside and deep. So yeah. well, and he has the shortest, shortest deep balls over the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> linebacker, you know, over a linebacker with Cook, and he has to beat a corner, a safety with the receiver. So and that's Drew's Drew's throw right there. Is that perfect over the linebacker throw? Well, yeah, tell me this then, too, P, with, with Michael Thomas out, you being the Saints fan, somebody looking for a sneaky DFS play, is Troutman somebody to consider even getting in there? Not yet, man. Not I'm, yet. I'm sticking with Traquan Smith. He's probably pretty cheap, uh, and he's likely – he's going to be – he was on the field last week even in a when Thomas was out there. But now that Thomas won't be out there, I think we'll see a lot of Traquan, and I think he might be one of those uh, bottom – Bottom budget budget guys, you can stick into your DFS, and maybe he'll get the touchdown. You know. All right, he's you've been flexed upon right there. All right, well, let me go ahead now. Let me throw out one of my guys. Uh, I don't want to take too much time, but I'm going to throw him out. And while I probably still have him ranked higher than most, uh, the rest of the world seems to have him as a flex play option. You guys, tell me if you agree right now, but. 
it seems that a lot of people are down on Cooper Cup. You guys tell me, is he outside that? Is he a wide receiver three at this point now for most people? Four even? Yeah, I would say three, worst case. Yeah. yeah, Two to three. Yeah, I'm going to need some more. One game. Like he's, he's not as involved. It's it's only one game. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. So, so yeah. one, if anybody's looking at those projections, which is where he's at, you know, I would say pay no attention to those. Keep him in your shit. So he, we're not even going to count him as a flex right now. He should already be in there. But So let me move to somebody who is a flex then. Somebody who's near and dear to my heart right here. The only man that I have a photo with in my house, and that's Mr. Frank Gore. <laughs> Mr. Frank Gore this weekend for the Jets with no with a shortage of running backs going on over there for the Jets and going against his alma mater in the San Francisco 49ers. I've got to believe that he's going to be super amped up already anyway and uh, will play highly motivated. And I always liked – players who have extra personal motivation at times. I mean, those you guys have heard me say that before, though. So definitely, I think Frank Gore is a nice, sneaky flex play if you are uh, looking to gamble, though, right there. Though. So uh, you guys tell me. <laughs> I just think it's hard to get motivated at 36. I've been 36 before, and it was very hey, hard Aaron for me Rogers to get motivated. is 36, you know? Come on. Oh, but, uh, yeah. He, he reminds me of when I used to see George Foreman climbing into the ring in his early 40s. You know? uh, well, he's out right. there, but we'll see. Frank Gore has five kids named Frank. Did you know that? <laughs> They're all named Frank. I, I, think, I, think I, I think that's real, right? Yeah, yeah. No. It's <laughs> not George Foreman. He's like George Foreman. George, George has. Oh, it's George. It's George. <laughs> I was like, well, why does that sound right? <laughs> Nobody's got his Frank Gore Jr. plays. Uh, just he's a he just played ball. I guess he's a freshman right now, though. Oh, there you go. Went to a university somewhere, uh, maybe Southern Miss, or I can't remember. So Is he somebody trying to pull the King Griffey and play with his kid. Is that why he's sticking around? Uh, I doubt his. I think his son is just a uh, freshman right now, so I doubt that that would happen. But hell, you never. You never don't count this guy out. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, other than that, though, let's go ahead and uh, close out our flexes. Those are plenty of flexes, folks. You know, you got some options out there to consider. Um, next, let's close it out with some immaculate perceptions, some outlooks going into the uh, next week, though. Pat, you got something for us? I'm ready to go in, Coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. Oh. I'm gonna execute a button hook pattern, super slow mo. So what are your guys' frames of mind? What are your immaculate perceptions for this week going into week two? I'll just start out by saying I just hope it gets cleaned up. Uh, I was very – I, I rewatched the games in a condensed form. They're like 30 minutes, and I only could get through half of them. Uh, I, about halfway through, I just said, fuck this. This is not fun. I don't want to watch this anymore. And normally I'm really giddy to rewatch them, and I'm excited. Um and I was just like, this sucks. It's literally like watching preseason, very sloppy. The defensive line was way ahead of the offensive line. Uh, quarterbacks running for their life, literally running for yards. Quarterbacks have never seen run, run. Um, I think you had six quarterbacks over 50 yards rushing. Uh, I'm just ready to get kind of closer back to real life NFL football so we can actually get some real data, real numbers to go off of. We just got That's our my- totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Pooh. It was bad. <laughs> Jason, what you got for your immaculate perception this week? What I got going in this week is I, uh, I'm i looking at it as this. Uh, one, we did see a lot of poo out there. I agree with that, you know. But And I think you may even see some more poo again this week from some folks, though, too. But I would say that, one, for anybody who's got players that they were really high on and maybe their offenses aren't really going so well, I would say, you know, don't. Don't jump ship. You know, don't be ready to jump ship so quick. I mean, I think every single one of us has played in a league where we've started off even 0-3, 0-4, and somehow came back to, you know, get at least to a championship game, if not win, you know, somewhere in there. So definitely don't jump ship. Uh, even if you lose again and you go 0-2 right now, uh, trust that a lot of these offenses with more chemistry, more weeks in, at least the good offenses, you know, there's good teams you can trust, and maybe we'll touch on some of those over the coming weeks. But otherwise – uh Enjoy the weeks and uh, this weekend's game, and uh, maybe we'll put some projections out there in a bonus episode over the weekend. We'll see about that. But I'm excited about this weekend's ball. Uh, maybe that's because my team went 0-1, and so there's no other way to look but up, right? So let's go. Yeah. Jay, I got, 
I got a quick point, Jay. Uh, yeah. We're doing our uh, cut our um, dumps and keeps uh, segment. Guys, when we say, you know, when I when I said, you know, I would dump Coleman, dump Howard, you know, that that's 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 in the mindset of I have a couple running backs still on my team, you know. Sure. So I, I, we're not saying dump them if you need to keep them. We're only saying dump them or keep them if you're completely balanced. So you like Jason's saying, don't overreact. Like I'm not dumping Coleman in one league. I'm not dumping Howard in one league. But if I, because I have to keep them because I'm short at running back. But if I was completely feeling warm at running back, that's where I'd make those moves. But, so Trey, you just said to dump. You just said to dump. <laughs> and I already yeah. did it. Basically, basically, if you need to dump them, dump them. But yeah. th- that doesn't mean like go cut him because we said cut nah, him. Yeah, exactly. I get what you're Take I, a dump. Take okay. a dump. Don't force it. <laughs> right. Don't force it. If you I'm need sure to take eaten, the dump, dump. You'll get hemorrhoids. That's a great point. It's about who you're picking. <laughs> Like if you're picking up Harris Campbell, then yes. You know, if you're picking up uh, Naheem Hines, yes. But don't just dump these guys because we said to. That's a great point, Trey. I don't come, don't come crying to us on the on the Instagram uh, <laughs> hashtags on the GYG pod. No money hashtags. Yes, it's your own decision, people. All right, my my main thing is going to be uh, I'm trying to use these game scripts and try and identify who these teams are as early as possible in the season, so I can use that to my advantage. So that's identifying Minnesota bad at defense, especially exactly. secondary. That one, yeah. <laughs> so I'm identifying the worst defenses, try to target those, and identifying the best defenses and try and stay away from those. That's right. So after week one, I've got Atlanta, the New York Jets. Minnesota and Carolina. Those are four that I put at the top of the list to try and target going forward, people. Those are crap so far until further notice. Schedules. Against those people. Look at those schedules. Exactly. And on the other side, on the flip side, we're going to avoid Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New Orleans, and New England. <laughs> yes. Shut people down, and you might want to look, look elsewhere if you have a flex option or a mid-tier option. Maybe go to a different option because – these teams will shut down those mid-tier options and maybe even some top-tier options. Jerry J. Short, what's your immaculate perception? Am I allowed two? Can I have two? Is that allowed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. Thank you. So, actually, my first one is kind of piggybacking off of what Rugal was just saying. Um, apparently, going back into last year, this Carlton Davis kid is for real. Cornerback uh, out of Tampa. So I would try to avoid him at all costs. I mean, he shut, he just shut down Michael Thomas last week. Going back to last year, shut down uh, Julio Hopkins. I mean, apparently, and watching some film, I mean, this oh. guy's like plastered. He's so a new island. This is yeah. This is, looks like a no bueno week for DJ Moore, in my opinion. So, um, and my second would be I don't know if there's going to be week week two. Dot, um, did y'all see the UFO in Jersey? No. Google no. that shit, bro. There was like thousands of people that all got their phones out. There's like videos of videos of videos of a fucking UFO over Jersey. Look at that wow. shit. I'll check they it do out. Exist, huh? so they do exist. Does that have any? Is that like they're going to cancel the game? What, what are you saying? Did they see ah, I mean, when I get blown up, dog, who fucking knows? <laughs> Independence Day. Shit, dude, we're going. We're going international. We're going interstellar now. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. I'll give you mine real quick. My immaculate perception for week two. It's kind of uh, piggybacking on what Trey, Mister Trey Gross, said, which was don't overreact. Remember last year, the whole or was that last? Was was the Fitz Magic? Uh, year last year or was that the year before? It's like every other year. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that year was where he played with the Bucks and it, it, it and he was amazing. Though always, especially with the with this being like the preseason, you know, almost esque, uh, you know, first week of the NFL. Um, I think the the Minshews aren't aren't really that good and the Saquons aren't really that bad. I think everything is going to kind of come to the median. Um. You know, not to shit on Minshew or whatever. I think he's going to be fine, but hey, dilly, I think, dilly. Um, <laughs> but um, I think everything will start to come to the middle. Of course, injuries will will play a big role uh, going forward. But uh, it, it, you know, keep the hyperbole down and uh, no yes. no need to overreact. Pray Except for to no the injuries. UFO in Jersey. 
Yes, except for all so, of us. <laughs> so you're so you're telling me Minshew's not going to throw for ninety five percent completion every game? Yeah, I, I don't know. He could be the next Steve. That was Young. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, send us out, Pat. Let's get out of here. All right, man. We'll see y'all next week. Knee-high. Remember to subscribe. YPTV podcast this weekend. Young Pirate Television. Jump with the new phone. I hate him.